You are listening to The Obeka Starts. This podcast has been brought to you by The Obeka Realty. My name is Adiola and I am your host. My thoughts, your podcast. Welcome on board. Hello to all of my listeners. How are you doing? I would like to wish you a happy new year. I do hope you're doing great. I hope you had um, great holidays and safe one at that. And um, I'm sure you have some new year resolutions here and there. (laughs) I can't wait to hear all about them. I hope and I do wish that you are able to fulfill every single one of them and in fact do more greater things that you've not even planned, things that would actually blow your minds. I hope that every single dream is realized this year and the new ones that will be created and added will also be accomplished. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will be right back with the details of why we're here. Please stay tuned. Okay, welcome back. So, while you're making your New Year's resolution, I thought, you know what? Let me just drop in and say something because we are like out there wilding with all those resolutions, and many of which we have made in the past years never did one of them. <laughs> you know, it's like this funny video on TikTok that this lady said, um, Let me show you the outfits I had planned for this year that I never got to wear. You see this one? Love it. Never worried. This one, I love it. Never worried. It's one of my favorite videos on TikTok, and I hope I'm not about to mess up your um, New Year's resolutions. It's not gonna be like, oh yeah, I planned this, I didn't do it. I planned that, I didn't do it. I planned the other one, I couldn't accomplish it. Let us start by setting the stage, coming to the table with honesty and that brings us to the topic for today the lies we tell ourselves the most a lot of times we how do I put it now we repeat certain lies so much that we begin to forget the truth and we are repeating them to people you know, for you to tell a lie, you have to have, you must have rehearsed it for a little bit. And then you tell it to people so often, you actually forget what the truth is. That does not only happen when you're talking to people. When you're forgetting what the truth is, it has reached the point where you have now lied to yourself. This first lie is <laughs> the most common one. I'm okay. People say I'm okay for so many reasons. One is they might not be trusting who they're talking to with the information that they have. And, you know, they just feel like, I don't want to share my burden with you. I don't want to share my problems with you. And they just say I'm okay. Stop doing that. If you're not okay, just let them know. Well, I'm not okay, but I cannot share this information with you for personal reasons. But at least you have let that burden out to someone 
you've reached out for help. Maybe if the person you're speaking with is more persistent, maybe they will actually be able to work with you. And who knows? You you don't know who your helpers are out there. So cutting everyone out and say, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. At the end of the day, it's going to affect you the most. If you think I'm a burden to people, well, you're right. Because you'll never know if you're truly a burden or not. You're just, you assumed you're a burden and that's it. That's where it, <laughs> it ends. No one can help you when you already close the chapter by yourself. Let us be hope, open and honest and let people know we're not okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. You tell yourself this so much, you forget to ask for help. In this new year, let's not do that. We are not going to do that. We are going to be truthful to ourselves and to the people around us, okay? Number two, excuse me. I don't need a partner. This one cracks me up every single time. There are many women out there that just go to create this idea that, hey, I'm a single lady, independent lady, I'm a boss lady, happy-go-lucky, I don't need no man, I'm good by myself, right? But deep within you, the anger that comes out of you kind of just goes to show that you're not okay by yourself. But you have given us like a camouflage of the, of the perception or the way you want us to see you that you don't even know that we see through you. You know you feel lonely. This is for ladies that really do want to, you know, have a partner. Some people are truly okay by themselves. Maybe because they have been scarred by, you know, whatever. And they're truly okay by themselves. But the ratio is small compared to those ones that form like a carcass with their single friends and they just go with this whole feminist thing like i don't need no man i'm good i got money i get okay okay but you realize that as soon as one of their friends now gets a man right they just cut off from the carcass and then you're thinking what didn't this girl say that you know Didn't she say that she doesn't need a man? And look at the way she's like running after a man. It's because deep within her, she knew truly that she wanted to have a partner. She wanted to have a companion. She wanted to have someone that she would talk to, not just sitting over the table and drinking coffee or mimosas, someone she can actually lay in bed with and talk to. We underestimate, we undervalue the effectiveness of such relationships such bonding we don't appreciate it enough we think oh yeah the man is there and then i'm here you know if you don't understand what you stand to gain from not being alone you will not appreciate having a good relationship and for single moms out there if you don't want to have a partner it's okay at least let your kids not be alone let them have their their fathers in their lives as much as possible don't drag that court case so much and it's just you just focused on 
child support that you forget that the child you're trying to raise needs their father. So now you're a single mom. You know what? I was about to dive into another topic and I'm not going to do that right now. We're going to do that on a different episode. So if you want to be okay, if you want to be alone and be okay with it, do not drag your kids into it. Because you don't need your partner, but what if they need a father? Don't assume you know. Don't say, oh, because when it was my time, I didn't have a dad and I wasn't okay, so my child will be okay too. Do not make that assumption. You don't know if they're going to be okay. Do not steal the opportunity away from them. Single moms. Let us do better this year, okay? The next one is your financial status. You know you cannot afford this thing. But because you have to, you know, keep up the charade of your Instagram life, your, you know, the way people just respect you, that car that you have. Ekron said something. If I cannot pay for something two times, like, for example, something costs... uh, fifty thousand dollars if i cannot buy that thing two times it means i cannot afford it because if you have seventy thousand and you're buying something that's fifty thousand you cannot afford it so not until you have one hundred thousand and above you cannot afford that thing so don't say oh well the numbers will add up later or you just keep rounding up numbers that don't exist oh yeah i have ninety nine dollars in my i have ninety nine dollars 21 cents in my account but somehow you're rounding up to hundred dollars where are you going to get the balance from so you always miscalculate how much you really do have in your account and then you're lying to yourself that you're good you're not good if you know you're not good just spend more time trying to find additional sources of income you cannot just say oh i can afford it i'm good or you're hoping for one spouse out there that will help you fill in the blanks don't do that while you're trying to work on your new year's resolution let us apply this key point and actually think about them don't just be quick to write on and do like um, a vision board sometimes people drop vision boards that are not realistic because at the time they were making that board that plan they didn't ask themselves the honest questions how are you earning $2,000 a month and your vision board is a million dollars and you don't have any plan in- incorporated into your, 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 your calendar that will take you towards $1 million? You think if you just write it down, you're going to make it. No, you have to take actions towards it. And if you have $99.21, you need to tell yourself, I have $99.21. If possible, tell yourself I have $99. Do not be running up figures that don't exist. Let's not do that. Let's let's not do that. Another thing that we need to focus on is you refusing to let the past go. Saying that I cannot escape my past. Not only is it possible to escape from your past. You can actually hold on to it. But use it. As a tool to learn valuable life's lessons 
it makes you more sensible in making decisions in the future because now you're talking from experience now you're working based on experience your 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 past regardless of whether it's bitter or not and usually we talk about experience when it's bitter when we didn't we didn't it didn't plan it didn't turn out the way we had planned initially right so you should be like you hold on to the better part of your past don't toss it and be like yeah new year new me <laughs> what new you the funny part is when i see people's posts on the first sunday of the year or the first monday of the year like you know they go new year new me and i'm looking at the picture like okay what has changed about you because the picture you posted on christmas looks just like the one you posted right now so what is new year new me what is the new thing that has been added to you do you have new habits you want to pick up do you have things that do you have baggages that you have to let go all the anger all the bitterness all all the 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 the, the negative emotions negative energy that you carry did you let that go the past year and you're saying new year new me no it is this new year same you if who you were last week when it was christmas is the same person that you are today on the second of january nothing has changed about you when we say hold on to your memories of the past it's for you to learn from it so that when you see a similar pattern, you'll say, hey, I've seen that before. That looks familiar. Do not relieve your past every single day like say it's still happening. Don't repeat it. Don't replay it. Write down the lessons you've learned. Toss the rest of it. It's garbage. It's garbage. All the motivational speakers you see online, all the relationship counselors and what have you, these are the things they're going to teach you. You cannot erase the past. You cannot undo the past, but you can learn from it and use it as a tool to move forward and live a better future. It's just like a child that got his hand, his finger burned. Maybe he touched like, um, what's it called now? A candle. And he got his finger burned. He's not going to throw away the candle. But each time he sees the candle, he'll remember, okay, well, this thing caused me pain. So now I'm not going to do this with this candle anymore. I now know to use this candle as a source of light. He's not going to toss the candle. He's not going to erase the memory of the candle. Because he still needs the candle to use it as a source of light in the future when he's much older. He's not going to have a phobia for candles. No. Babies are born with so much innocence that honestly, I don't even know at what point we begin to lose our innocence and our truth that we now begin to live a lie. We do, I, I don't know. I remember being a, a happy baby one time and then life just got to me and I just started stressing about this, stressing about that, trying to pull this and pull that. And at the end of the day, I realized, what is it all for? Okay, let's go to the next one. I will be happy if only I could. That's another lie we tell ourselves. While perfectionism may sound like a positive trait, it has a particularly strong correlation with the dreaded fear of failure. 
Most people live in a dream while reality actually rolls past them. They think they have to have something, one particular thing or one particular person to be happy. Meanwhile, happiness is what you make out of it. I have seen people that don't have money and they they are truly happy. And I've seen people that have a lot of money and they're not happy. And when you see them, underneath all the designer this, the high brands that, name brands, and all the the, the wealth they, they, they have, you can see beneath that makeup that they're not happy. I keep telling us to wet the grass upon which we stand. There's no greener pasture anywhere. And while you're thinking, I need that thing in the future, I need that thing I don't currently have, while you're looking at that thing that you don't have, the one that you actually have is wasting away. We miss out on great opportunities while we are wishing for what we don't have and we forget to take action with the one that we currently have. It is, it, it is shocking. It is really shocking. And then you look back and be like, wait, when did I actually have that one? Well, you had it the entire time. Just like a partner, you, you have a partner that you have that has been begging you, just look at me, just tell me what do I need to do to fit in, what, what, you know, and you're looking at the woman you cannot reach, you're looking at the man that is way above your grade. And even the one you said you want, you are afraid to approach it because you are afraid of failing. So look at that. You're losing out on the one you currently have. Aiming for what you don't have just by looking at at it and wishing for it. But to even take actions to go get that one that you claim you, you wish you had. You're refusing to do that because you're afraid of the fear of failure, the fear of rejection. What's the worst that could happen? You see a guy, you like him. The worst that could happen is he's married. But if you don't approach him, you'll never know if he's married. And if he's already married, let it go. Find someone else. Find someone else. It's good for us to dream, but you have to learn when to wake up. Another lie people tell is, I am too busy to do certain things. There are many occasions when we become so preoccupied with the way in which we perceive our lives that we lose out with the touch of reality. This causes us to generalize and ultimately make statements that are fundamentally untrue, such as the assertion that we would love to catch up with friends and family, but we are far too busy. Let me tell you, people make time for who and what they prioritize. If anyone is telling you, oh, I was going to call you, but you were, you're not their priority. I was going to come see you, but you're not their priority. Oh, I, 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 I didn't text you back for two weeks because I didn't, I forgot. You're not their priority. So why are you prioritizing people that are not prioritizing you? What's wrong with you? Do you always have to move your boundaries so that people can qualify and fit into your life? You have to keep your standard. So this is me. If I text you to maybe like check up on you and it takes you three days to message me, I know you have had your phone for the entire three days. 
If you had had the decency of just setting an alarm or a reminder to text me back, you would have done that. But of course, in few cases, we get carried away with um, life. But it shouldn't be like a common, constant thing with you where you forget to call people back, you forget to text people back, or people forget to text you back and you're still holding them at the same level. For me, if I text you, you text you through this message me. I'll be the last person to check up on you. I will be the last person to check up on you because I will prioritize people that are prioritizing me. You're busy. Okay, cool. Let's leave it like that. I like you. But that I'm going to match up your energy. That is one of my... my I don't really do near resolution like people do it. But one of the things I like to focus on is I'm matching energy in 2021. I'm not making excuses for anybody anymore. I'm not shifting my boundaries to accommodate people that don't respect me. I'm not doing that. This is 2021. We're not going to do that. I'm going to match your energy. You don't like it. Well, I didn't like it too. It's not in all cases where we just cut people off. When I cut you off, you have earned it. But for people that they have not earned being cut off and they're not exactly being there as you need them to be. So you're not fighting, you're just not talking. Okay, cool. I'll be matching your energy. So I don't feel less appreciated or less valued because when I'm doing what you're doing, you're square. Let's move on to the next one. Another lie we tell ourselves is I can change this person and their priorities. When it comes to relationships, it is a common place for love-struck and downtrodden individuals to believe that they can change an errant partner through the power of persuasion alone. While this may or may not be possible within a predetermined period of time, the individual in question must have an innate desire to change if you are to be ultimately successful. Should I break it down for you? Simple terms. Layman's terms like I always like to speak so that no one misunderstands me. You can't change people without their permission. I don't know why you're trying to change people in the first place. I don't know what you're thinking. If they're not yours, they're not yours. If they don't fit into your life, they don't fit into your life. If if their way of life clashes with yours, it means you're not good together. But for some strange reason, people think they can make a dog into a cat. Or a cat into a lion. Why are you trying to change people? A lot of things are going to be beyond your control and you have to understand which is which so that you don't get frustrated at the amount of failures that you get or you just feel exhausted from the amount of effort you put into things. You have to know which one is yours to deal with. Something is right in front of you doesn't mean you, you need to touch it. Why are you going out trying to change people? You can grow with people. You can accommodate people. You can come to a point of compromise with people. You can get used to people. But changing them completely 
Like, <laughs> would you like someone to change you completely? Because I'm sure you're comfortable with whoever you are at this moment. Everyone needs an upgrade here and there. But changing people, this is not a vehicle you're trying to change. Even when you buy a car, you're trying to like put some add-ons on it. The car is still the car, but you've added a lot of a lot of stuff, you know. But it doesn't make sense to buy a car and rip out all the the parts, the windshield, the engine, the doors, the, the everything, to not put a new one in it. It makes absolutely no sense. You can also just buy another car. So if you want to upgrade someone, teach them new things, learn from them. That is called working with them but you thinking you can change someone is a big lie don't even go there if you have that partner that is not exactly in alignment with what you want this is still what january let them go another lie we tell ourselves is i hate my life my question for you is do you hate the entirety of your life or just some part of it because here's the thing we let one little negative thing corrupt our entire system and when we focus so much on the negative things we don't get to appreciate the the positive things in our lives while we may lash out and declare that we hit our lives in the moment of anger however it would be more prudent to state that we are unhappy with a particular aspect of our lives. And then you come into the understanding that only this aspect needs work. I don't like this part. I'm going to begin to fix it. That is you growing. You will never have to make the statement of I hate my life. People make that statement when they are forgetting that the situation could have been worse. And when your life begins to get better, you need to appreciate yourself, get used to good things happening to you, and continue to grow. Remember, what you say is what you see. If you keep telling yourself you hate your life, you hate your life, you hate your life, when your life begins to turn around for good, you don't even notice. When you tell yourself, I can do it, I'm happy, I'm good for it, I'm growing, I'm learning, that is what you begin to see about your life. I'm not a millionaire. (laughs) I'm not even anywhere near the five figures or six. I'm not anywhere near the six figures, rather. Right? But I'm content. I have friends that are doing greatly more than me. But I would never say I hate my life because they have something I wish I had. No, I wouldn't do that. If if they have anything that I want, I can ask them, help me get to where you are. Or help me get better. You don't truly hate your life. So stop saying it.
Another one is I am jealous of. A sense of jealousy is often misplaced and more indicative of an insecurity that exists within ourselves. And the object of this emotion little more than a reminder of our perceived inadequacies. Jealousy is your problem. It is what you feel. It doesn't have to be anyone oppressing you. Other people are out there living their life when you're, you're jealous of them. What's wrong with you? And they think that they're, they're in a competition with you. They're in a battle. They're, they're, they're fighting with you. When they're just merely living their lives. It's not about fixating on an individual who probably has a little to do with your life. Look deeper to isolate the cause of your insecurities. Just look deeper and say, okay, if I am jealous of this person, it's because they have something I wish I had. Now, let me go get mine. Well, you just sit there lazily complaining and whining and doing all sorts. And you think that's going to make you feel any better or help you get what you really want? No, it's not. It wouldn't. How can you be jealous of a person that you're only seeing their gains and not their pains? You think everyone brings their bad news to social media and say, Hey, today this went wrong with me. If that's what people post online all the time, they won't have as much followership as they do. Don't have traffic on their page. People's lives are so painful these days that they just want a little bit of excitement, a little bit of light, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of positivity. That if you are bringing too much negativity, nobody would really want to follow you. So therefore, you only see people's gains and gains and gains and gains. And then there you are, a hater. You see their gains and you're hating on them. If you were to live with them and saw their pains, do you think you'd still be hating on them? you probably feel pity for them. And social media will help you stay jealous of people you don't even know. You have to have a sense of contentment in your life. It doesn't mean you're complacent. But while you're contented with what you have, you can work towards what you want, what you need. Let it be, let it energize you, let it encourage you to keep working for yours. Hating on other people is not going to do anything for you. It wouldn't. Stop lying to yourself that you're just jealous. No, you have insecurities. You have inadequacies that needs to be attended to. Focus on that. The last but not the least, you are too old. You say, I'm too old to learn this. I'm too old to start all over again. I'm too old to transform this part of me. I'm too old. What makes you think you're too old? There is time. I have seen... I have seen... 70-year-olds just get their college degrees because they know they're not too old. Even if it's them enjoying that degree for just one year, it is their sense of, it's like a sense of achievement 
and winnings for them they would like to count their successes no matter how late in life it's, it's coming they will still like to celebrate it they still like to enjoy it so why do you think you're too old for new things you're too old to start a relationship you're too old why are you saying you're too old why are you closing out yourself in a world full of opportunities full of growth full of surprises why while it is a little glib to declare that age is just a number it is certainly not a barrier to live in a happy and fulfilled life once again the declaration that you're too old to pursue a particular goal or pastime represents nothing more than a deep-rooted fear of failure or ridicule don't worry about anything else that oh they're gonna say this they're gonna say that I'm too old for this no don't 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 let all that get to you every day is a is a new opportunity it's like a whole brand new page for you to start all over again for you to do something all over again some whatever you missed yesterday now you have an opportunity to fix it today age is just a number if you want to see it as such if you close out on yourself who's going to be able to give you an opportunity, give you a chance because you already canceled yourself. That's how I say it. Like you've canceled yourself and you've sentenced yourself to, <laughs> you've put yourself in exile or what's it called now? Damnation that you, you, you're done. Don't give up on life. Even when your life has barely just begun. If you're 50 years old, listen to this podcast. Yes, you can see start a relationship. There's someone out there for you. If you want to change your job, go ahead and change it. If you want to change your business, go ahead and change it. Think about it. What is the worst that could happen? When you have an answer to that, let me know. And that is it for this episode. I'll be right back with more randomness. Thank you so much for listening to the Rebecca Start. Bye-bye now. Hope you like this episode. There is more randomness to come. Do not forget to share this channel. Thank you. And until next time, goodbye.